Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. Hello. Today, I wanna talk about some frustrations that you might have as a leader and what might be causing that. I wanna talk about motivation because your team may be lacking that. And as a leader, you're like, oh, I wish everyone cared as much as I did. I wish everybody worked as hard as I did. I wish it wasn't like pulling teeth all the time to get my team to understand something. And then when I give them a task and I ask them for something, why do they only give me a tiny sliver of what I need and not every piece of what I need? Y'all, I know what you're doing. You're demotivating your team. Do you know how you're demotivating your team? You're doing everything yourself. You might not even realize that you're doing everything yourself, but I'm telling you right now that you probably are. You might say to yourself things like, it's easier if I do this myself because it's faster. Or let me handle this because it's a big meeting with C-levels or board members or funders, whatever it might be, investors, let me do this. If you are saying those things, you are handicapping yourself. So it's like driving your car with a parking brake on. I heard this today. On a different podcast, James Wedmore, I'm going to link it up in the show notes because I found it so fascinating. I truly do believe that's what you're doing in this scenario as well. Now, what I want to talk about today is since you already know how to demotivate your team, you're good at that, right? We all know that. Let's talk about how to amp up your productivity. Let's take your ability and put that on steroids. And I don't mean you personally juicing. We know how that ended. Look at Major League Baseball, not well. So what I really want you to do is do this in a healthy way. And the best way to do this is to light a fire in your team because they are going to be your steroids. So let's first dive into effective delegation, because a lot of people, I've worked with some of these people, think that delegating is actually shirking responsibility. So I'm going to quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, delegate everything to everyone else. No, no, that's actually a mooch or a freeloader or just a lazy human being. What I am talking about is actually empowering the people around you, using their talents and gifts, and giving them the proper responsibilities of the team, because you're all having some responsibility in the end product. That's why it's called team, right? So here is the best way to know how to delegate. 
So first you need to assess your team. And there are three different things that you need to look at on your team that matter. First, the length of employment. How long has each person been on your team? If somebody is 30 days into the job, probably not somebody you want to delegate to because they don't know anything yet. They're still just trying to figure out who they are and how they exist on the team. So let's not delegate new work to somebody who's just trying to figure things out. Now, if the person has been on the team for more than, say, 90 days, hmm, they are ripe for the picking. But you also need to talk about bandwidth. Do they have the time for the new responsibilities? Maybe you've got somebody on your team that you're constantly handing things to. Well, if it's one person, I also like to call this the golden child. One, everybody on the team hates that person. So you are creating infighting. You have created a favorite and everyone thinks that that person is better than everyone else. You are going to always pick them. They're going to be the first person for a raise and all of that. Bad idea. Do not always choose the same person. You need to make sure that you are really smattering the team, like peanut butter methoding everything with the team, meaning everyone gets a little bit of the spread of the delegation. I would say that you need to look at talents on your team, but you probably already did this. And what I mean by that is when you hire people, you don't hire all the same person, right? So let's pretend for a minute that you have a team of four, just because that's an easy round number. Uh, On this team, you have, when you hired them, you were looking for four different types of people, right? Even if they are all doing the same type of work, you need different capabilities on the team. So maybe you've got somebody that's better at data analytics, Maybe you've got somebody who's better at actual involvement with the clients. Maybe you've got someone who's better at emails and all the little details. That is awesome. And you need to talk that up amongst your team. That's great. Hey, so-and-so is really good at this part of the business. Can you teach the rest of the team this? So that's a great way of figuring that out. So let's go back to bandwidth. With this in mind... Look at the bandwidth of your team. If you have a growing team, then what I would say is, all right, I would call them in a room and say, I know our bandwidth is short right now. I have a new task that I'm actually going to assign to someone new when they arrive. I need someone in this room to take that task for the next 60 days and then teach and empower the new team member who is willing to do this. You'll be working directly with me and then offloading it within 60 days. So what you've done is you've given them a timeline. Maybe it's 90 days, maybe it's six months. Be realistic first and foremost here. But if bandwidth is tight, be honest about what's going on. And by the way, I'm doing a lot of tangents here because I think it's important This is a great thing to list in the job description. So if you are looking for someone else and you are out of bandwidth, list this task because it is exactly what this person would be doing in the job description. All right, back to assessing your team. So you've looked at the length of employment of each person. 
you've looked at bandwidth, you've also level set expectations for bandwidth, and the final one is desire. So at one point in my life, I had a rock star on my team. She was amazing. Everything I put out there, she just went to bat and did it, knocked it out of the park. And when I would sit in a team meeting and I would ask my team, who wants to do extra work? I would always be looking at her because I wanted her to raise her hand. And she never did. So one day after a meeting, I said to her, you know, this would be a really great task for you. This is something that I'd really love for you to do. And she said to me, I'm happy where I am. I don't want to add anything to my plate. I'm looking to get married and have a child and trying to balance more at this stage is not really what I want to do. That was the best conversation I ever had. The reason I say that is because I understood why. That makes sense to me. You want to make sure that you can balance this. And if you take on more now, when your life is about to get uprooted and changed, she wanted to stay employed. Completely get that. I'm a working mother myself. Let's not add more fuel to the fire here, okay? That's just going to stress her out and potentially put her on the road to anxietyville, stress land, whatever you want to call it. I do not want to do that to someone. So as much as she was a rock star and she did amazing things, her desire was not there. Now, as her boss, what could I have done? I could have said, you're doing this anyway. And then she would have hated me for all of eternity. So that would have been great. And the whole point of delegating work is to create productivity. If you make people do certain things, I can almost guarantee you that your productivity will not change. Uh, People's ability to hate you will rise (laughs) because you're not making them feel very good or valued. You are being a tyrant and nobody really likes that. I don't know anybody who likes that anyway. So now that you have gauged your team and you're effectively delegating You know, you've really embraced that, again, by looking at length of employment, bandwidth, and desire. All of those things are incredibly important. Now, let's talk about I'll do it myself. Because you have to teach next, right? So that takes time. I mean, you were in school, right? It took you a couple years to learn how to read, right? Like, well moving up in the reading world. Uh, I'm in this world with my daughter, so that's why I'm, I'm thinking about this so so strongly. But if you think about it, in kindergarten, you learn some of the sight words, the, and, but, you know, some of these words. By the end of the year, you're stringing them into small sentences, right? And then you go into first grade, and the rest of first grade, you're stringing larger and larger sentences together. But... You don't start kindergarten with sight words and end it reading Harry Potter, unfortunately, because that's a really good book and we should all be able to read that by first grade, but it's not possible. So, or kindergarten. So what I'm trying to say is teaching takes time, right? Learning to do anything takes time. So when you're delegating, my friends, it's going to take time. I'm whispering that because I really want you to listen 
and and really take that in. So I'm harping on this because this was my biggest hangup. I kept thinking, you know what I'll do? I'll give this to somebody and sort of half-bake, you know, show it to them, meaning give them an idea of it, but not really show them how to do it. And then they can figure it out on their own. And then they can teach somebody else. And then they can teach somebody else. Um, I did that. Fail. Fail hard. Fail fast. Spend lots of money wasting millions of dollars of my company's money. I am admitting to that. It was awful. Because what I did was I told somebody loosely what I wanted, then that person interpreted it their way. And then when they went to teach somebody else, their interpretation of what I wanted was what the other person learned. And then that person, because I loosely taught, also loosely taught, which meant the next person, loosely informed, created their own ideas and assumptions. When I fixed this, which took me a year, embarrassingly enough, oh my goodness, it was so bad. It was so bad. And unlearning bad behavior is so much harder. So what I had to do was just sit and do point and clicks with my employees, teach why we did things a certain way. I mean, reinventing the wheel is basically what I had to do. It took me about 90 days to undo this and create better habits. That also involved team members and things like that. But it also involved me working the craziest hours of my life. I basically slept two hours a night for two months. Do not do this. You will get crazy. I know I did. (laughs) Learn from my horrible mistake. So what I'm trying to say here is, Because I was so worried about teaching and how long that was going to take, I created such a firestorm on my team that took me 90 days and two months of sleeping two hours a night to fix. It was awful. So here are my tips once you delegate. Once you've gone through that exercise, you've got to teach. And the first thing you need to remember is there's more than one way to skin a cat. I have no idea where this came from. I could have looked that up. I would love to hear from you if you know where there's one way, more, more than one way to skin a cat. I would love to know more about that. I have no desire to skin cats, but I do believe in what it represents, which means there are a hundred ways to do anything, right? A hundred different ways. So be ready for your employee to come up with a new way of doing a task. That's totally fine. Stay open-minded because they're probably going to streamline it. But it's really important for you to teach about why that is important and then be open to their abilities and make sure you're praising those because when you do, even if they're going down the wrong path, please praise it because you are opening the door for progress on your team. And that is so incredibly important. So now the next one I'm going to tell you is support, but don't loiter. (laughs) What I mean by this is when you teach a task and you ask them, do you need any help? Are you good to go? And they say, nope, I'm good. Don't continue to stand there. Don't look over their shoulder. 
Don't say, oh, let me see. Oh, nope, you're going somewhere weird on the screen. Nope, nope. You've got to let them go. Avoid standing over them. You know what? Maybe go back over in about 10 minutes if you want. Or you can say, instant message me. Come in my office if you have any questions. Give them a timeline of when the task is supposed to be done. And then let them go. Right? A little terrifying, right? But it's really important that they do that on their own. Have you ever tried to type while somebody's looking over your shoulder? I consider myself a very good typer, but when somebody's looking over my shoulder, I misspell every word. I miss periods. Uh, It's a disaster because it's like all eyes are on my typing, and that's terrifying. Don't do this to your employees. Walk away. So the next one is praise, correct, praise. Sorry, I don't know what that was. Praise, correct, praise. And it's the praise sandwich is what I like to call it. And this is thank you for doing this task. You rock. You freed me up today to get these things done and to get us more work on our plate, building strategies, saving money, streamlining, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Thank you for being a value member of this team. Thank you for stepping up to the plate on this one. If something's off, then say, Let, let's look at this because I really want to make sure I understood what you did because it's awesome. And then walk through it with them. And if something's off, then say something to this effect. Can you tell me what this section is about? So because typically, if they've done something incorrectly, it's because one, they didn't understand why that part needed to be done, or they missed a how, or wait for it, you missed a why, or you missed a how. And that is humbling, right? So you can't go in guns blazing saying they did everything wrong when maybe you missed something. And because you empowered them and they had the time and the bandwidth and the desire, they enriched the idea that you had to begin with. So maybe you're not going to correct at all. Maybe you're going to just keep praising. But just in case, here's what you're going to do. What's this section about? Okay. Hmm. Okay. What I was thinking here was X, Y, Z, whatever it was. And then they might say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I missed that. And then you come back and you say, no, this is amazing. You came up with a beautiful strategy, project, whatever. And there's this tiny little detail that we're going to change. That is amazing. And that is how you learn. Go you. That's what I would say. My team did call me the cheerleader. I I can't help it. I really am. Because when other people get empowered to do great work and I get freed up to do great work, it's just, it's fun. It is so fun. So don't miss out on the fun. So the next one that I would say to do is publicly acknowledge the work. So I did this on a couple different ways. I would send an email once a week. I did this for a while when I had a pretty green team after my disaster of a year, 2015 disaster of a year. I came back 
with um, Friday emails. So on the Friday email, I would call it, I believe it was something like Friday All-Stars or something like that. And I would list something that each team member did really, really well. And if it was finding a mistake of mine, I loved calling that out. Typically, I would bold it because that was really important to me that they got accomplishments were a part of our day-to-day life. I also would hand out gift cards, movie passes, things like that, and say, guys, this is awesome. You're doing amazing work. And uh, at one point, we were the janitors. And what I meant by that was we were cleaning up a lot of messes that had been created from our past team. And so I really made sure that they understood how amazing that was, because it was really, really important. And by the way, anytime I would send an email to them, praising them, it would be to the team. But then I would also copy my boss and my boss's boss so that everyone knew. Now, on a weekly basis, I've talked about this before, when I would send out goals for the week, I would blind copy my boss and my boss's boss. Because I wanted them to know, but I didn't want my team thinking they were watching, because that's too much. But in this way, I wanted them to publicly know that they were being watched, meaning my boss thinks that I did such a good job that she is telling her boss and her boss's boss. Wow, that's awesome. So make sure to praise publicly. That's incredibly important. So in review, I want to just run back through this because I'm so passionate about this topic. If you want to motivate your team, make them the most productive in the company, you're going to delegate. How are you going to delegate? You're going to look at each person on the team and check out the length of time they've been there, their bandwidth, and their desire to do more for the team. Then you are going to teach. And when you teach, you've got to embrace the fact that it's going to take time, right? And that there's more than one way to skin a cat. They're going to come up with ways of doing this better. Be open to that. Support them, but leave them alone. Let them know you're there, but let them do their job. And that means with you walking away and not right over their shoulder. Praise, correct praise. Give them the praise sandwich. It's important that they know that they are valued and then publicly acknowledge their work as often as you possibly can. Not daily, that's too much. At least weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. That's incredibly important, especially with the new generation. They are looking for feedback. Millennials and Gen Z, which is right after them, they want feedback. And the best way to do it is to embrace praise, correct praise, and public acknowledgement of work. And by the way, the public acknowledgement should not be for things you're doing on a daily basis. It should be above and beyond. And I will tell you that when the water rises, all boats rise. I have witnessed this. I had people on my team that were less effective Once I started publicly praising other members of the team, all boats rose. It was awesome. So what I want you to do today is go motivate the hell out of your teams. Make today the day 
that you stop doing everything yourself and you start empowering your team. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.